Rappers and them Cartiers I do my thing any harder way And if you know where we're going Then you probably gonna be coming with us All right Welcome back to another episode of Mainly Celtics. I see Matt's got our uh, new official logo here. Not really, but um, a great let's, podcast let's, mode. <laughs> let's let's start. Let's start with that. What do you think of the name change? Um, I don't really get it. I don't get why. They, I mean, it's just a fucking. It's a green lobster. Yeah, I liked being the red claws. I thought it was kind of unique. They were the main red claws, but I do like how they kept the lobster logo. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to somehow incorporate this into our actual logo we might just steal it i don't want to get like or anything but this is pretty pretty fire it's it's we a might, sweet logo yeah we might have to reach we might have to reach out to the uh the main celtics and maybe we can be the official uh podcast of the main celtics yeah that would be pretty <laughs> the unofficial official main uh celtics spot main yeah. main celtics podcast right right but I think it's too bad to uh, lose the red claws. I thought that was a pretty sweet lo- name, but it the, the lobster is cool. It is yeah. what it is. For what I'm hearing is eventually they're probably just going to move the team all together just to have the team closer, which would okay. really suck because I do love having them in Portland, but yeah, like having professional. It's cool having like the minor league teams in Portland, but yeah. Have you have you gone recently? Did you? See I've never. Any- well, I haven't gone. Like, I've never been to a red claws game. Oh, really? uh, obviously sea dogs games yeah i just i never really went and had never had too much interest i really wanted to now and then they didn't play this year so yeah i went i went last not uh, i went the last fall that they were open i saw taco play tremont carson romeo wasn't playing but it was pretty sweet i would like to do that though that seems like fun just being able to like see some guys because some guys do play major roles i mean terry played on the red claws we had grant and rob they played on the red claws and they're playing they've played major roles or are currently playing major roles for the celtics so Mm -hmm. it's cool to watch some of those guys it it was a cool it was a fun time it's like the beers were cheap that was yeah it's a lot a lot better than going to a celtics game where you're paying 12 dollars a beer but seriously Um, we were getting ipas for seven bucks maybe 750 oh ipas are shit ipas are trash they taste like mop water Mop water. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Let's talk some Boston Celtics now. Um yeah, the real the big boys. The big boys. Start on a positive note. Last night was fun to watch, eh? That was awesome. I mean yeah. Tatum, dude, just fucking Tatum takeover. That was incredible. He outplayed all three members of the big three. Yeah. Which was huge. Like we needed obviously we needed that. We can't we can't have a down game from that. Like we have no chance. Like he's by far our best player. If he's off, we have no chance of of uh winning any game at all. But right. Led led this game wire to wire though, which is pretty nice. Yeah, I think once I think Marcus hit a three in the was either the end of the first or beginning of the second to put us up by like one. And then we just didn't lose the lead from that on. So that was pretty sweet. That was nice. Actually, we we lost we lost the lead with six minutes left in the third by one point, and that was the only time. At the end of the at the after the first quarter. Yeah, because I, I did. I was like, well, I thought they made it close later on, but then I saw a tweet that said that something about like when it was thirty three, thirty two, like Marcus hit the three, and then they didn't look. They didn't lose the lead since. But obviously, I guess they must have. Um, Marcus, yeah, that was. I don't know if I said it here as part of my prediction, but I mean, I said that pretty much. I think the one game we're going to win. I think you were were kind of right on too with your Tristan Thompson prediction. I'll apologize for that, but um, Marcus 
had a huge game. And I was like, he, he usually is good for at least one where he'll just randomly just like catch fire from three and become the best shooter on the planet. I think he was like five for seven or five for eight from three. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, like seven for 10 from the field. He was super, he was just incredible. Five, and Five for eight from three, eight for 11 from the floor. Eight for 11. From the, I know something like that, but he was just, he was incredible. We needed him because Kemba is struggling once again. And yeah, it's not, not great. And part Kemba, of it could be that injury because, I mean, he was questionable heading into the game. So maybe some of that's on that, but he didn't I heard really he, I heard he is, quote, iffy for tomorrow. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, that would obviously be not ideal. Rob's doubtful, too. So yeah. that's not great. And it wasn't even his foot. Dude. It wasn't even his toe. It was his ankle this time. It's just like that dude can't catch a break. He can't just <laughs> – like, he just needs to stay on the court. But right. So we're going to see a lot of Grant Williams minutes. Mm-hmm. I know you're – locked in for that i'm sure you're gonna be super excited of course i'm i'm buzzing maybe even that. some semi ogily minute now that <laughs> hopefully now they don't that. do that no. i imagine they go jabari over semi in that situation but yeah he's played pretty well this year i'm pretty impressed with jabari i'm too i mean we talked about it last week um he's not there to play defense but um when he's got the ball, he seems uh, in tune with what the offense is doing, the flow of the team, stuff like that. He looks like he's willing to move the ball, getting shots up, looking looking to perform, you know? Like, I mean, that's all you can ask out of a midseason addition, a guy that hadn't really played much in Sacramento beforehand and uh, just a guy that's there to fill a role. Pretty cool. Yeah, he was basically, he was almost a couple of months ago, essentially. Like, Yeah. And now he's playing significant minutes on a playoff team, so. He didn't play last Good for night. Jabari. Good for Jabari. I like the guy. Yeah, it was weird. Brad's rotations were a little different last night. We can get to that a little bit later. But, okay. um, I mean, we signed him to a two-year deal, so we're going to have him on the team next year. I assume he plays a similar role, just a backup power forward, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Like, that's a oh, cool yeah. – like, he's good because he is that ability to have instant offense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to limit the turnovers, though. He has a lot of turnovers. Some of them, like, touch the ball a whole lot, but <laughs> – But so he's trying, he's trying to do the right thing. He tries to make a good pass, and he just, like – is not good at actually passing. Like he sees the vision, it's just the actual pass just like sails in the stands half the time. But yeah. Um so on that game too, Romeo, you mentioned him earlier. He yeah. had a he had a huge he had, not a huge game, but he provided something offensively. Yeah. Two baskets. And I, yeah, and that I'm pretty sure at least last time I checked, I was like tracking the box scores. Like Romeo's looked like he's played really well. Um he shot last two, I, two for seven. He shot two for seven, which isn't good by any means, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But that's some offense. I'm pretty sure he led the team in plus minus. Okay. He was on the court for 27 minutes, so, I mean, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. He has it, too, because, like, what's first about him is he's just, like, bad. He has just no touch around the rim, and I think he can improve on that. Yeah. He's good at getting the basking and decent look. Like, he's got good handles. Mm-hmm. It's just like he literally like has an opportunity for like a semi difficult layup and just like botches it. Yeah, I'm hoping the offense will come. He doesn't ever have to be like a incredible defender. I mean, if you get a guy that's just a solid uh, guy that's gonna be a starter, solid rotation player for a bunch of years, and that I count that as a win for uh, middle mid teens pick. But absolutely, I agree with you. Um, Grant and Romeo were the only two to score off the bench last night. That can't happen again. Uh, we had 10 did, bench points. How many minutes did Pritchard play? Do you have that right in front of you? Six minutes, zero shots, one foul. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's been completely iced out of the uh, 
the offense or not the offense, just the rotation. It seems like he's been playing less and less each game, which is kind of surprising because he's been one of the few guys all year that's been playing. Seriously, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Like we were like uh, in a previous episode. Whoop, we were um, talking about how like they would trim down the rotation, and Pritchard's name never came up as a guy that would lose minutes. You know? Yeah, we were just talking. We we're like, okay, well, we have our our starting five, assuming Rob was going to be healthy. Then we have Tristan and uh, Pritchard, and then it's whoever else off the bench. Like, we don't know who the last probably, like, one or two guys, last two, like, guys that are going to be getting minutes off the bench are. Like, we just assumed Pritchard was going to be getting that backup point guard minutes. But I think a lot of that is they really want – they want the defense. I know Naismith, he didn't play last night, but he hasn't played. Nine nine minutes, zero shots. Yeah, he didn't play, though, till like, the very – till like, the second half, though. I remember Romeo had played, like – yeah, so I was – yeah, I misspoke there. But, minutes, like I said, yeah. But Romeo, he played a lot. Just, I mean, early on, just throughout the game. I think what they're doing is they want to have those defensive matchups so Smart can be on Kyrie. And then you put Romeo on Harden or whatever. Or if in the cases that they have to switch, that you're not getting a super small defender like Pritchard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, I I was happy with how Romeo played last night. I know you were you were firing off a litany of tweets. Yeah, well, he started I think like two for four and hit two threes, and I was like, oh, he's fucking back. Baby. He's cooking, baby. He's so he's fucking breezed. back. And then he he missed his next three, and I was like, <laughs> but that was I was like I was like, okay, positive. That was some offense. Most games he gives right. you no offense. <laughs> so that was a positive. Mm-hmm. I still believe in him, Grant, dude. Did you see Grant's block on Harden? Um, I'm sure I did. I can't. I can't believe how high he got. Harden like tried to show floater, and, and I think someone was on the ground. I think someone tried to take a charge, and Grant just rose up, dude. He got off the ground to block that, and he just swatted Harden's shit. So that was that was cool. Grant played well. Yeah, nice. Four this points. is I. Yeah, this is the ideal role. I think is to um just be a center. Like he's not a small ball five. He doesn't stretch the floor exceptionally well. He doesn't like switch overly well, which you would like hope a stretch five would do or yeah. a small ball five. But if you just play him as a center with other smaller centers, like he'll do fine. And that's right. what we saw last night. And he played fine. So um, we can talk about the other guys before we get to Tatum. Um, we'll start with Fournier. Good, good night out of him. He played 37 minutes. I mean, all the starters played 30 or more. I mean, that's what you're going to get in playoff games. You're, I mean, they're, yeah. the rotation shortens and the studs play more, and that's right. why it's uh, playoff basketball. Jeff Evan Fournier, four of seven from three, six of 12 from the field, 17 points, five rebounds, two assists. That's a super productive game. Yeah, like he's him. good, dude. He's talking shit, dude. I fucking like Fournier. I, I really hope we get him back. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a for reasonable deal. Some team, um, we can't match, but I'm pretty sure we have his bird, right? So if a team wants to offer him like a crazy amount, we can at least do a sign and trade, mm-hmm. facilitate that or something. But I really hope we resign him. Obviously, it's going to be something reasonable, but if he's willing to take six man money to play a six man, a six man role, like he'd be huge for us in that regard because he is, I do like him a lot. Like he's ideally like looking at Joe Harris. I, mean, I was talking to Shelby about it, and she was like, why doesn't Fournier just, like, sit there wide open and shoot like Joe Harris does? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that was his ideal role. When you have, J- when you have Kemba able to create, um, Jalen and uh, Tatum able to all create, 
Fournier's going to get a lot more wide open looks, but because he has to be that now, like tertiary or even secondary scorer on our team, yeah, um, he really has to create more off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And which he did last night, it's great. You talked, yeah. you said, you said his trash talk is stepping up. I'm loving it. I'm loving him getting in the guy's face, in KD's face, and stuff like that. Um, it's the type of energy that Boston sort of breeds, and uh, it instantly won me over. <laughs> Right. I was like, let me sign that fucking man right now. Yeah. Give me three years, 30 million. That'd be perfect. That'd be just ideal. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if you're going to get that type of money. I mean, he probably could get like 15 a year somewhere else, but I don't know if he would want to do that. It's just like, it doesn't make sense for a lot of teams because a lot of teams I don't think are going to. I don't know very many teams that have the cap flexibility. Maybe like, maybe Charlotte will try and steal him away too, but there's, Mm -hmm. it's hard when you like, because a, a selling team, or not a selling team, like I believe he's what, 30? Maybe. He's about 30 years old. I'm going to guess 30. My guess is 27. My guess is 28. I think he's older than you think. Yeah, he's been around for a while. So, um, say he's 30 years old, like you're not going to want to put him, give him a big contract on one of these teams that's like rebuilding. Because it's yeah. like, he's older, he's not going to really fit with your system. You'd much rather give it to a guy that's a little bit younger. Maybe you can grow a little bit more. He's 28, so you were closer. But I, I said 28. But even then. I think it's a twenty-seven. I said twenty. I said twenty-seven, and then immediately revised my take. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> like a rebuilding team's not going to want to offer him a big deal because he is a little bit older. Yeah. Whereas more times they're going to you're going to see guys like Jeremy Grant get those offers. Guys, they're like 25, 26, just because they fit more with the timeline. Like you're going to build and grow around. By the time like forty is out of his peak is when like ideally all those rebuilding teams should begin to start hitting their stride. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense for them to resign them. So we're going to probably be competing with uh, another, another competitive team. And I think the big difference is how many years they're going to offer. He's going to want that financial security. And I think he does like this team. I think he does like this role of being like the sixth man and filling in when needed. Yeah. I think, I think it's super, it's, uh, it's prime for him. Um, Let's move to Marcus Smart. Great game out of him. Five of eight from three, eight of 11 from the floor, 23 points, three rebounds, six assists out there doing, doing his thing. I mean, that's, yeah. it's a line that we need, especially when Kemba's shooting uh, some dog water numbers at us. Yeah. With Smart shooting too, it's like, I don't know how you can't quantify it too. Cause it just seems like every time the team, like the Nets start to get on a big run, it's still going to cold streak. Like he's the one to break us out. He'll just hit one and then the bat, the kind of hoop will open back up again. Mm-hmm. It seems like his shots are always such big in the way they're able to kind of carry momentum for us or they're able to just stop momentum for the other team. Yeah. And that was huge. We needed scoring. He obviously does the other things. I think I saw a stat. I mean, he was on Kyrie, I think, majority of the night and he held Kyrie when he guarded him to like, four points on like two for nine or something like that. I know Dan Greenberg. I can look it up real quick. I got it right here. I I remember it was 20, 22 possessions and he gave up five points. Yeah. Does that have the shooting splits on that one or no, I don't have it now, but I just remember those two numbers. Remember it. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying, I mean, that's just what you like to see out of Marcus smart. He's clamping up on the defensive end. He's hitting threes on the offensive end. Like that's, yeah. His ideal. I mean, it's not his ideal role because ideally you'd have him doing less on offense, mm-hmm. being more of a facilitator. You shouldn't need him to score because you have the other guys that are their jobs are to score. But when he is able to step up big in those situations, I mean, those are the games that like, like I said, come in and I was like, we're going to have a Marcus Smart game. That's going to win us it. Like when Marcus Smart goes off, usually 
that's yeah. enough to like carry the team, carry the momentum to a victory. And we did in this case. So that was nice. It was nice. Um, and talking about a market smart game, Tristan Thompson had the game that I was uh, prophesizing uh, 30 minutes, eight of 13 from the floor, 13 rebounds, 19 points. I think I saw a stat at 10 or 11 of those rebounds were offensive too. Um, he was crashing the boards all night. It was great to see. Awesome, yeah. awesome movement, awesome energy. Yeah, I mean, he just looked like that was by far the most energy I think I've seen him in Boston Celtics uniform. Yeah, he matched it like right after the tight straight. I think it was the first game. I was like, wow, he's playing a lot of energy. And then like right. he played well for a stretch after that. But I mean, he was going hard. Like he was getting some of the fouls he was like delivering on people were just like intense. Like him just absolutely going be a monster, going after loose balls. Yep. And that's what we like to see. Like, that's what we pay him for. We paid him, the, we paid him, I mean, not really the big bucks. We paid him like nine, nine and a half million dollars a year, but we paid him uh-huh. to be that gritty, physical, kind of just uh, relentless rebounder. And that's right. what he showed last night. And we're going to be a good situation when he is able to play his role. He was able to take his easy shots. He didn't try and force too many shots up. And it and was, he was super effective. Too. Yeah, effective. Yeah, he was super effective. So it was great to see. Um, love that out of him. I mean, four, uh, four of our starters, I would say, played above expectation or at least played to their expectations yeah i I agree with you that is that's a positive that's what we're gonna have to do to win i mean you guys like the team is going to have to exceed there's just no no other way about it the team that that's there's a reason they're underdogs um we can't what we can't be having is three of 14 and of seven from three from kemba walker six points in four minutes and like we said, like it could be the injury. Like he's, he was, I think he was questionable headed into the game, and he's questionable again tomorrow. Yeah. That could play a big role in it. But at the same time, dude, it's just it's tough having him out there because, I mean, we need him to be productive if he's going to be out there, at least hitting shots. Like we know we're not going to ton defensively, and if he is, like, what is it a knee? Is that what it is? Yeah, he's got a like a bone bruise in his knee or something. Yeah. So if that's affecting his movement too, like he's not a good defender anyways. Like. That certainly doesn't help, and it's at a point where I'd probably rather have him sit a game if if that is the case. If it's really affecting his movement, if it's affecting his shot, so we're just not getting. If we're getting this from him offensively, there's no real point to have him on the court. No, I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's he's trying to be competitive, but I just don't think he has it right now. And looks like possibly I'm going to hope it's the knee, and I hope it's not just poor performance. I mean, it, I I think it's hard to argue the knee when he played 34 minutes. You know. Like he played all those minutes. I mean, and Pritchard had six minutes. Langford played a lot, but that was off ball and on bigger defenders. And he was there to to guard players. But I mean, like, I don't think you can argue the fact that his knee was, was the reason why he did so poorly when he played more than half the game. That's certainly very concerning. Um, But it's, I mean, I guess you make a good point. You'd think he'd play less if it was hurting him. You'd think you'd talk to Brad about it. Yeah. Like I said, like, I do think they're trying to go bigger because they find the need. And, I mean, Kemba's being hidden, at least defensively, for the most part. and seem like they're, they're doing their best not to have him be exposed. Right. But, I mean, I just got to hope it's an A because if it's just poor performance, if he is feeling fine, if it is – because it doesn't look like a lack of effort. It looks like he is trying trying to do his best. He's not just coming out there and, like, not trying, just putting up goose eggs and not taking shots and just kind of kind of fading away. He's trying to be aggressive at times, but it's just not working right now. So hopefully he finds it. 
in game four. We have the full packed house in Boston, TD Garden. So that should be fun. I think the 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 crowd's going to be intense. I mean, they're going to be ready. This is going to be their Super Bowl. So <laughs> it, it certainly will be. Um, and we can jump right into Jason Tatum last night. How many times do I have to say it? Every time Tatum scores 50, it's the quietest thing that, like, it just sneaks up on you. He ends up putting up 18 points in the third quarter or something like that and was well on his way to 50 at that point. Like, it's just super quiet the way he goes about it. Like, he just makes his shots. I mean, he took 30 shots last night, but I don't know. They're just going. I think for the the most part, a lot of it was – it seems like it's usually pretty spaced out and that's why it kind of sneaks up on you. It's like 50, but it's like 13, 12, 13, 12. Boom. He got there. He didn't have like one just explosion where he just take over and scored 24 and a quarter or something like that. Or something absurd. Yeah. But yeah, he does have a quiet and that's just kind of the way he plays though. It's not like he's, he's not a guy that gets the line. I think that's usually like the loudest free loudest 50 points is when you're constantly stopping the game. Cause you're going to line so often getting so many points from the line. Yeah. He really doesn't. He takes a lot of threes. He makes a lot of threes. So that's just, I mean, for one of those, the value of the, the shot just come. I mean, it's just more. That's just yeah. how math works. But um, I think Not that's a big, a big part of the re- I think that's a big part of the reason uh, reason why it's like he takes a lot of threes. So when they do go in, they add up quickly, and he just doesn't get to the line a ton. He doesn't get those superstar calls, which is still kind of bullshit. Cause he's a guy that's a two time All Star now. Guy's potentially going to be a two time All NBA player, and he gets punched in the face by Kevin Durant, he gets nothing. So I I yeah, I agree. I mean, you talked about at the line. I think he shot 13 of 15 from the line, which is how how we talked earlier in the season about how he wasn't getting to the line and seeing those numbers is really nice. It means he's being aggressive and nobody can fault him, or nobody can take that from him at this point. Yeah, well um, I mean, 15 is a lot for him, but I mean, what was the, wasn't it Embiid, didn't Embiid have like 30 in both the games that we, I think, had, the year? I think he, they, he had 20, 20 in at, at least 20 in both games. It was something crazy. Yeah. But I mean, that's a big game for Tatum. It seems like a lot of other superstars get those. It's not like he's non-aggressive, Like he drives the rim quite a bit, right? but he just doesn't get all the calls because he hasn't quite, I guess, reached that upper echelon of superstar. Right. And uh, speaking of superstar, uh, the Kevin Durant James Harden combination put in a total of eighty points last night. Um, it was it's nice to beat those two. Uh, if Kyrie had had a better game, then we probably uh, would be sitting through oh uh, down three zero right now. Uh, but uh, that's all thanks to Marcus Smart. At least I mean, yeah, Kyrie Kyrie didn't play well. And like I, that, you got to hope that translates to tomorrow too with the crowd. Yeah. I mean, I think the big part, like you said, like I think a lot of it, we do have to tip our cap to Braggs. I mean, I think throughout the season, it's pretty clear that Peyton Pritchard has been a better player, but he's just looking at the matchups. And he's like, okay, we need guys to stop some of the best, uh, just the best isolation scores in the NBA right now. So we're just putting out some guys that are really good, smaller wing defenders or not smaller, but like guard wing defenders. Yeah. And they're really able to do a lot better job than some of the other guys. I mean, it sucks that Pritchard's getting missed, uh, that Pritchard's losing out on minutes, but at the same time, if like he's just if he gets switched onto a guy much bigger than him, it's just gonna be a piece of cake because he's he's little. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. So that's why it is helpful to have a little bit of versatility with Romeo and Naismith. And they played 
they've played both pretty well this series defensively. I mean, it's literally getting thrown to the fire. There's not really a whole lot you can do to completely stop those guys. They are the best scores in the entire world, like probably three of the top, like 15 scores in the world in the entire world. So yeah. you're just trying your best and you're getting guys that their bodies match up well against them and their athleticism's good enough. And that's just been the key to success. So I expect to see more of the same going forward, which sucks for Pritchard. I love seeing him, but me too. Whatever's best for the team. Absolutely. Um, Blake Griffin, bad night last night. Joe Harris, bad night last night. Um, but Joe Harris did not have a bad night uh, in game two. Franchise record, I think, seven threes. Playoff record, at least. Um, Seems had, low. It, it, maybe it was seven in the first half or something like that. He had like, I'm pretty sure it's seven in the first quarter. Like I, I think he had like 23 something absurd but yeah first half he was just absolutely and then we just didn't they didn't look back from there yeah I mean the Nets put up 40 points in the first quarter 31 in the second so I like you're down seven, 71 to what 71 to 47 at the half that's and then game over I mean yeah they're just too potent to really come back from that like you're just not gonna do it, it just sucks you like that math I just gave you right there that was tough yeah so yeah, uh, after at um, it was thirteen to fourteen. The seas were down one with eight minutes left in the first, and then it was twenty nine to thirteen with uh, five minutes left. So a three minute run of what's that? Sixteen points that I just said. Sixteen now run that just ended the game right there. I mean that was yeah. a lot of a lot of Joe Harris. Um, and a lot of just better offense than the Celtics, you know? Yeah. And that's just like, you knew you were going to get one of these games. And that's why I was really, I was, I'm pretty sure I said it on here, right? I was like, I was very concerned about Joe Harris. Cause I feel like he's just getting lost in the shuffle sometimes. Yeah. And he is just like one of the best spot up shooters in the NBA. Yep. So it's like you, you're so worried about Durant, Harden and Kyrie, all of a sudden Joe Harris, she's wide open, just banging triple after triple. And that's what happened. And yep. he got hot, and then he just couldn't miss. And then at that point, the game was over. Um, if I'm Detroit, how pissed are you about Blake Griffin just completely selling this first yeah, half of the season? What the hell? <laughs> he looked healthy as hell the other night. He, he really was did. just like – He's flying he around. Bunny. Yeah, he had bunnies, dude. He was fucking dunking on people. I was like, holy fuck, where did this Blake come from? I haven't seen this in a couple of years, but – I guess that's what the magic what happens when you all of a sudden you start playing for a good team. You saw that with Harden too. Seriously, yeah. I mean, Harden <laughs> looked Harden looked like forty pounds overweight in Houston, and then the, literally the day later he was trim as all hell. Yeah, he was dropping yeah. like 30, 10, 10. Right, like in casual section. But yeah, that game wasn't pretty. That it was not felt, pretty. It felt over from the first quarter. I mean, yeah. they didn't like really make the gap wasn't like too crazy felt like really ever throughout but it was just like it just felt like it was insurmountable even down 20 points just felt like it felt like they weren't going to come back just because right. seemed like the whole night the momentum was on that side yeah and then tatum tatum went out that game right that was the game he got poked in the yeah, eye poked in the eye ended with nine points on 25 yeah. minutes like he, wasn't play, when, he wasn't playing well to begin with but no and especially once he went out it's like okay well this is just like throwing throwing the throwing the towel yeah i think we saw Tremont at the very end if i don't I stopped kind of paying attention to the second half of the fourth quarter because I knew it was just over. I think we put it we put in Tremont right at one point. I think I think a lot of the I think the the bench got a good little uh run at the end. I know for Brooklyn at least. Oh dang. yeah, Tremont got four minutes, semi got six. 
Luke. Yeah, it was about four and a half minutes of of our third string. So that's yeah. to be expected. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That was disappointing. Um, game four. What do you expect for game four? I know you were thinking this is going to be the big game. They're going to be able to come come and win. You were expecting game four to come out as a dub. Yeah, I I was hoping that we would. I, I wasn't hoping that we'd be in this situation, but uh, I was thinking logically, probably there the seas would be down two one at this point, and if all they needed to do is to win one game, and this game is going to be a turning point. They the seas need to come out strong, need to have a great first quarter offensively and defensively. Tatum needs to keep pick it up right where he is, right where he's been playing, and uh, Kemba needs to show the hell up like. He's got to if he plays. Yeah, if he plays, that that's the so, thing. As um, it's tough, like Robbie and Doubtful, I don't think he's gonna play. So that's that's tough because I think they're gonna try and attack the room now. But yeah, um, Tristan needs to play really well again. Tristan needs to be a starting center. He needs to needs to play really well. Um, but we just need like I everyone think... that played well the other night to play well again, and then we yeah, need that, like Kemba if he does play to also play well, there, right, Maddie? <laughs> all the yeah, all the players need to play good. And we hope the other team plays bad, and we should be okay. We should but, be coaching. What are what are we doing? Know, the guy, why aren't room, you making though? baskets? Yeah, it's that um, easy. Ball in hoop. Right. Um. I'm hoping that the that we have a slow first quarter for both. That's my prediction. Is that the first quarter is going to be sort of a a, a grind? It's going to be like 19 to 16 at the end of one or something like that, 21 yeah. to 20 at the end of one. Yeah. And, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I think the crowd's going to get amped. And I think it's going to be like, kind of like, oh shit. Like, I don't think either. I think the Celtics are going to get too excited and maybe just be missing shots because their nerves are just firing up. Yep. And I think it is going to be loud. And it's going to be difficult to hear on the offensive end. And we might see a little bit of sloppy play to start. I think both teams will figure out eventually. Yeah. They'll kind of settle. But I do, I do think you're right about that. I do think the first quarter. If I was a betting man, I bet the first quarter under. Absolutely, safest bet in the book. Um, you want to talk a, um, you want to talk a little uh, series around the league? Yeah, uh, we talked. Who have you been um, watching mostly? It's mostly been the East Coast games, just because most of them been on school nights, and I can't wake up or go to bed at one o'clock in the morning, wake up at five thirty, and go teach the youth of America. So um, yeah, I've been I'm well, the opposite he's... way. I uh, yeah. <laughs> more of a more of a night owl, so I'm catching the the West Coast games. So the game I've really been tuning into, I just saw the obviously the series that just wrapped up is first the only series that's going to be a sweep, I believe. Um, I think I think they're the only one, right? They're the only one that's three zero right now. Milwaukee, it was three yeah. zero. Milwaukee Heat. Now it's four zero. Um, is it? Did they, they play bubble. today? Yeah, they played today. Milwaukee, uh, they were struggling early, but they came from behind and beat them. Brooke Lopez had a big game. Okay. Um, Miami's a bunch of frauds is what it came down to. Yeah, I feel really stupid saying that Milwaukee was going to sweep. I said that last week. <laughs> you mean Miami? Did you say Miami? Was Mi- yeah, say Miami. Milwaukee? Sorry, yeah, Miami. I, said did you, Miami. I thought you did say Milwaukee. No, I said Miami. No, because we already won game in, weren't we? I'm pretty sure you said Milwaukee was going to sweep. Oh, I might have. And then I said that uh, Eric Spolstra might get fired. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, so I think you're fact, right. Hey, whoever's yeah, listening right now, lucky. don't fact don't fact check me on that. But that's what I said. That is what I'm pretty sure that is what you said. Like, All right. No All right. shit. I was I had to help you out there because I was like, no way. Because I remember I was giving you shit. I was like, there's no way. Like, like Jimmy Butler shot like shit and they only lost by a couple. And then it turns out Jimmy Butler just shoots like shit for the entire series and they just lose it four. Turns and out Jimmy all their Butler's other not that good. 
Yeah, he had a triple like double today, but it was a very it was like a four for like nineteen shooting Ooh. triple double. It was something wild, like four for seventeen, something like that. Three uh-huh. for um Bam played well for them. Um on the other side, I thought Duncan Robinson was really gonna kill the Bucks and I guess they figured they figured it out defensively, scheming around so they weren't just letting Brooke Lopez just sit and let Duncan Robinson take open threes. Yeah. But for the Bucks, like that's just the like Drew Holiday's been the difference. Like just having him as your third option rather than fucking Eric Bledsoe has just made the world of difference. And on the other end, like he's a better defender than Eric Bledsoe. That's more comparable on the defensive end. Eric Bledsoe is a really fine defender, but the offensive it, it is they're in different different leagues, different tiers of their own. Mm-hmm. And that's been the huge part. Chris Milton's played huge. Giannis done his thing, but then your number three is reliable, and that's huge. Yeah. And that was just pure dominance. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks wanted that series more than ever, like more than anyone. They yeah. wanted the Heat. They were out with a vengeance. They felt embarrassed last year. They're on a mission, and they're looking like they're they're looking like a tough team to beat. Yeah, especially like because because this year they are so much more versatile now that they have PJ Tucker and Bobby Portis playing significant roles. Yeah. Like they can go small, but it's not small. It's just like a smaller and athletic. Yeah, it's just quick, athletic, good shooters. Yeah. Like floor spacing exactly yeah. so they can go traditional or or a little bit smaller and a little more athletic yep which makes them dangerous very dangerous um what's the other oh russell westbrook's playing tonight for the wizards i haven't watched any of those games is he i, I thought he was doubtful no is i got i just got i just got an update on my phone saying that westbrook is available today oh that series is gonna be a wrap i think they're up 302 uh the, today's tonight's game three that's wild that there'd be game four. I don't know. The schedule's kind of fucked, but it is. It's weird. Um, that game's, I'm guessing, is going to probably be a sweep. Westbrook, he got injured last game with the popcorn incident, which was just kind of like some trashy, tr- classic Philly bullshit. Yeah. Wait. There's no, I, I, if I never go to Philadelphia, I will. Wait, wasn't that, wasn't that in? No, nah, it was in. No, it was that was in, game two. That was game two. I'm getting all fucked up. I'm thinking that's game four. Um, yeah. Classic Philly bullshit. Just. I don't need to see Philadelphia. Founding yeah. fathers, my ass. I could give a shit. Uh, but yeah, that series is probably going to be a sweep. Brad Beals played well. I think almost every like both games so far. Westbrook struggled shooting the ball, but he's of course doing the other things he usually does. Yeah, but they just don't have ants. They they've actually done a decent job containing Embiid. But what's happening is it's just a, they literally are just collapsing in the paint, and then just everyone's wide open. Yeah. So they're not letting Embiid beat them single handedly. But just everyone else is beating them, so it really doesn't matter. No, so that uh, series probably gonna be no longer than five games at the very most. I I believe I agree with you there. Um, what else we got? Who's the uh, Hawks next? Hawks next. Fuck That's the last Knicks. Eastern Conference. Yeah, um, I'm rooting for the Knicks, dude. I fucking, I've been I like well, to- I I do not want the Knicks to win. I hate the Knicks, man. I you, hate, you hate the Knicks too. Face. What? I just hate I hate Trey Young's face. Oh, I think like, Trey Young's cool as hell, dude. I can't stand the way he looks. I just like hate just looking at him. No, I like I like Trey Young. Trey Young's a beast. I like I like Julius Randle. He's played like shit, but I think you gotta give props. I'm not gonna give as much shit. Like obviously Julius Randle is a step up, but you gotta give a ton of props to fucking DeAndre Hunter. Dude. DeAndre Hunter's been yep. his primary assignment this entire time. Yep. And he's locking up a guy that might make an all NBA team. And He's a young guy. I think he's probably like 22, 23. He's not. I don't know how many years he's staying. Second year, Lee. I don't know how many years he's staying in college, though. So he's probably. Like, I, think he was, I think he was at Virginia for a while. I think he was like, yeah, I think he was like two or three years. I don't think he was a senior, but I think he was at least two, three. Yeah, you're, I think um, you're right. 
So say he's like 23 years old. I mean, even, even then, like, I know Julius Randle's only 25, but that's still a huge matchup for a guy that's a young player in this league. Absolutely. So that's been huge for them. And he's been, I mean, I remember even last year he's taking on tough defensive assignments and it really helps, makes you grow. And that's why I kind of did when we talked about the Bulls and uh, Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. You, you you get thrown to the fire, you kind of have to learn or you fail. And I think that a lot of times it is beneficial for a lot of these guys kind of thrown into that, taking number one matchups. And I think that's what um, both those teams, the Hawks and you brought up the Bulls, they need a lockdown defender. Like we see it, I mean, the Hawks are the, uh, what, the Hawks are the five seed right now? Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Hawks are the uh, fifth seed in the East in a real, in a competitive season uh, based on an up in their defensive numbers. You know, like the last year, they were one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They had a potent offense, but couldn't stop anybody. Um, I think that's what Washington, Washington's one defensive stud away from being another competitive four, five, six, seven seed, you know, like something like that. If they can well, keep they do, a, they do have Rui, but they do need they do need someone else. They're just very small. Like they just yeah, have, I mean, they play Rui, Rui, Rui can't move incredibly well. He's not a he's not your typical prototype like three player. He's more of a a smaller a smaller four, a guy that he's kind of he's like a combo forward, but yeah. The game against Tatum, I mean, he went off. That was also because Rui, I think, played ten minutes and fouled out, or he had like five fouls, and he only played like like he barely played. I think that was yeah. part of the reason why Tatum was such have had such an easy easy night because Rui was in foul trouble all night. But honestly, if you're a lockdown defender, you can't do that. Like that's your your main job is to stay in the game and be able to lock up the opposing team's top defender, a top offensive player. Right. All good, all fun game, all fun series to watch. I hope the I hope that Atlanta takes it to them in Atlanta. They won last night, right? Yeah, it's two one Atlanta right now. Staying yep. in, staying in, the, staying in the A for game the four. A. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this game goes seven. I hope we get at least a couple series that go seven. Yeah, I am too. I uh, I hope that the Grizzlies can keep it up, can keep putting it to the Jazz because I'm not a big Jazz fan. Um, I'm a big John Morant fan. I really like that. I love the way that Jonas Valanciunas is playing. He's been a monster. Um, and Dylan Brooks, know. dude. Dylan Brooks is a beast too. I've always uh, he's been, been high on me. Brooks. Um, Those Oregon I, guards. Yeah, they're out here, man. Uh, that series is fun to watch. Uh, that's on tonight too, right? I believe so. I'd have to guess because they've only played two. Yeah, only they played play nine thirty. Okay. Um, I've been watching a lot of the Lakers Suns. That's a really chippy series. I uh. It always seems like it is when LeBron's playing just because people realize, like, the opposing team realize that he gets every call that he needs. Um, so people get pissed off of that, and rightfully so. Uh, but it's it, it's gotten to a little uh, higher level. I mean, we had campaign thrown out game one, and last night or two nights ago, um, Devin Booker and – uh jay crowder got tossed i mean devin booker sort of fucking shoved dennis schroeder schroeder's a bitch too i, I don't, don't like schroeder yeah I, I don't like that guy just a bitch seems right he's not, he's not a not a good german like our, our buddy dan tice yeah don't bring that up man it's too soon yeah um that series that one i could see being like a legitimate game seven series um i think a lot hinges on 
I don't know what you were, what were you going to say. Oh, go, go ahead. Hing- I think a lot hinges on uh, CP3's health because he's and- played poorly game the last two games. He played oh. well game one, and last two games he played poorly. I guess he's dealing with some sort of – I think it's a shoulder, shooting shoulder. Yeah. So, obviously, that's not, not great. But if they're not getting any offense out of him, like, it's going to be tough to overcome because, obviously, you're playing against two of the top probably 10 players in the league, top 15. I mean, I think probably AD is right around the 10 range for – talents in the nba but yeah I it's agree. gonna be tough like aiden's played great booker's played pretty booker's played great too it's just not been enough so far no they're gonna need production out of cp3 if they're gonna win yeah i agree uh the portland uh denver game that game just denver. wrapped up or is still wrapped. i don't know it's it's over either way i was watching it and it stopped because portland had a 30 point lead in the third quarter so, oh, really? So it's they're yeah. going to be tied two two. They're going to be tied two two. Nice. So that's that's been a really competitive series. Jokic kind of played like sure. shit, but dude, the fucking Denver's guards or Denver's supporting cast like Aaron Gordon. I don't feel like it's been very big. Correct. I mean, he had, he had he had one big game. I think his uh game one or game two is really big. But other than that, I'd guess game I'd guess game two because that was when they won. Right. But I don't know. It just looked like they were doing a whole lot of nothing outside of Jokic. And Jokic struggled today, and that's why they didn't have a chance to win. Their guards, it seemed like they were missing a ton of shots. I know in that game, in that game too, in one of those games, Austin Rivers did have a big game. Yeah, Austin Rivers won game three for them. Yeah. So he played well that one game, but it just looks like, I mean, they're just clearly missing Jamal Murray, like, really yeah, bad right now. Seriously. And on the other end, like, Yusuf Nurkic, like, he fouled out, I think, game one. He's struggled so far against Jokic, but today he played really well. So that's an interesting matchup. Nurkic has to play well if Portland wants any chance because you can't let Jokic foul him out and then you get Jokic or Ennis Kanter on Jokic trying to yeah, trying that, to clamp that, him up. That's, that's not going to end super well. Right there. Yeah. Um, what's up with the Clippers? They won last night, but, I mean – they sort of Dude, no, no one wants to fucking guard Luca, apparently. Yeah, nobody does. Pat, Pat Bev tricky. <laughs> yeah. He's just running around doing nothing. Um, yeah, Luca. He really is. Been, I fucking hate Pat. It's, it's been very funny in the games I've gotten to watch because Luca, every time Pat Bev's on the court, he'll like just keep getting screens so he switches on to Pat Bev and then just goes right at him. Right. He fucking just. I just think it's so funny, dude. He just like he calls him like little boy. Like he's, he's just, just fucking, exposing Pat Beverly, which is just so funny because yeah, because clearly like Pat Bev's a guy like he's known for it. like the only reason he's in the league is because he's such a great defender. And Luca just unquote. does not. Luca just does not give a shit about that. He's no. just fucking going to town on. Luca's a top what player in the NBA, Matt? Um. I'm pretty high on Luca. I th- also think he's one of those guys. Like, it seems weird because he is so young. I just don't think he gives a shit about the regular season. Sometimes, like, he looks so much better in all the postseason games. Yeah, and everyone declines just because the way the pace slows down, the defense gets better. Like, everyone's numbers usually decline in the postseason. There's rare cases where they don't. But Luca's played better in the postseason. Than he has. So, if I had to make a list, obviously LeBron. Um, I think Steph's probably still better. Yeah, I mean, that's getting that's getting pretty close though. I'd I'd say Luca's top five, honestly. I say Luca's fourth behind KD. Yeah, um, I'd probably. I I mean, Harden. I'd, I'd probably would put ahead of him. It's tough because it's just like thinking about it in a vacuum. Yeah, it's difficult, but it's like 
It's like Steph Curry had two chances to win a fucking win a playing game and he couldn't do it. So it was Steph Curry, the no, I mean Steph, and Luka Steph Curry could have been MVP this year. I mean, Luca could have been MVP. Luca, Luca missed a decent stretch, and his team didn't really have the record to show for it. But Luca fucking puts up numbers, dude. He does, and his defense is much improved. Like I was looking, I told, especially Maxi Kleba's there. When Maxi Kleba's there, Luca's locking up because I think he knows more of style of play. It's like what we said with Rob Williams, like your style changes, and it doesn't just affect you and your your ability it affects the people around you too. So I remember yeah. I was looking early in the season about when they were sliding towards the early middle part of the year, like the first, probably the first, like the second quarter of games, they were sliding. And that's because Max Klebo is out. But even looking at it, Luca's individual defensive numbers were really good. And then I tried to find some Mavs fans. I went on like a thing of Mavs. I think I went on just the NBA Reddit page. And I was like, Hey, Mavs fans. I don't obviously get to watch a ton of Mavs games because I live on the East Coast, but has Luca been playing really good defense this year? It's like it's not really good, but it's definitely a lot better. Like he's a very yeah, like, he's a very average defender now. He's not someone you can pick on at all. Yeah. So that's huge. I mean, if he's playing an average level defense, I do think he has room to improve because he does have that high level of just competitiveness. I mean, we saw that but, from JT and Jalen this year. Yeah, I mean, at times, like, like through the majority of the year, like, Jalen's, I know defensive numbers were way down, like, his advanced defensive metrics. But you can tell when he really wants to step up, like, Jalen can fucking clamp up if he needs yeah, to. It's just, think, it's just the effort and how much, how much effort he is expelling onto the offense. Right, and I think we see, I think we see that out of Luca next year. He make that, I think he'll make that jump. I think Luca's going to win the MVP next year. I wouldn't be surprised. I was, I was thinking it was a year two, but at the same time, dude, like, like, I don't know if he does it. Like, they need to fucking get rid of Chris Stops, dude. He's played, like, fucking shit. He's played good in game two, but game three and game one, he's played, like, ass. Every time he shoots a shot, it's just directly into the front of the rim. He's just not very good, dude. You're paying him a $27 million a year to just yeah. not be very good. For two more years, too. Yeah. So, Luca needs help. Like, he really needs – I mean, honestly, like, Maxi Kleba's the perfect center for him. I just think he needs a bunch of guys that – it's kind of like how you build a team around LeBron. You get guys that are three and D guys. Like you get a guy like um, I'm trying to think. I think a power forward would probably be best for them because they need to get Chris ups the fuck out of there. I'm trying to think of an elite power forward, but even like a guy like Larry Nance would be a good. I'm throwing Larry Nance. In every Larry Nance is just the Larry Nance is the answer, man. <laughs> He's just like it's the fucking uh, what, what's that called the flex seal commercial just fucking oh, slap yeah. away slap a larry nance on there because um, <laughs> he is a good defender he can hit like a decent amount of threes and he does play the power forward and center and that's what i think they need they just need they just need got i think their biggest hole is they just need a guy that can be that a good defender and a guy that can three and d obviously maybe another shot created off the bench wouldn't hurt yeah but i don't think they're too far away but it just seems like they can't be with the way the roster is constructed with chris Tops being your a max player like you're just not going to i don't think you're going to win a championship with chris Stubbs being a max player on your roster or close to that making 27 million dollars right because he doesn't he doesn't protect the rim he doesn't rebound very well his shooting's been inconsistent it's just like what does he give you that's really exceptional he's just tall seriously it's all, you're, it's all he's there for yeah um well i had something else to say i can't remember it now though it's great. Right you want to hear fun? You want to hear fun fact? Please. Um, I think Tatum had in last night. I think he had like thirty-one of his fifty points, or thirty-seven of his fifty points. Oh yeah, somewhere in the somewhere in the thirties were off of just pure isolation. Players. Thirty-one, thirty-one, yeah, thirty-one. Yeah, which is like his average. I think during the playoffs has been like, I think 
I think the efficiency rating, he went from, I think he was, because we talked about, I think he was 40, 40th percentile yeah. in isolation effectiveness, like during the regular season. I think in the postseason, he's at like 80th. Yeah, he's, so it was like 80, 80, 80, 84%. 84%. 84%. Yeah. So that's a huge jump. And we talked about that. It's like, but he needs to. Like, that's how the offense has to be built around Kemba struggling. We don't have Jalen Brown. So yeah. A lot I, of Tatum isolation. The, um, his field goal percentage to jump by 10 points from like 45 to 54. Uh, that's nine points. I obviously know, but like it jumped by a bunch, yeah. um, which is, which is like you said, it had to happen. Hey, um, but guess what? Boston also, another thing, she's not competitive. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Great. Good job. Fucking media. Um, another Tatum fun fact. He has, he's now tied for the most 50 point games in Celtics history. And he's done that in 22 games. Even postseason. No. What do you mean 22 games? Uh, like the previous. Oh, they've all been in the span. Okay. Yeah. I was like, very confused. I feel like he's played more than 22 postseason games. No. Um, he's also the only player in NBA history to have a 50 point performance in the regular season, the playing tournament, and the postseason. Yeah. I mean, it's kind ever. of a flawed stat, but. <laughs> but there's no. Any stat that you can make your to your advantage is not a flawed stat. There's no yeah. such thing as a flawed stat. It's math, man. Fuck math, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, is there one series we missed? I feel like we missed one. I think I'm. Th- I was thinking that we got, too. We got, L- we got LA Suns. We got. We talked briefly Grizzlies, Utah. We talked Denver, uh, Portland. What's the and last we, one we're forgetting? About? We talked uh, at the Clippers. Oh, Clippers. Clippers okay, Clippers. Yep. We talked about them all. Yeah, so we got them. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, Bruins start uh, round two of the uh, NHL playoffs. So this is the East. Wait, wait, I, mean, I know who they're playing. They're playing the Islanders, right? Yes, they are. The game starts in a little bit. I'm about to uh, grab a couple beers and watch the game. Massachusetts just opened up today, too. They don't have to. I don't have to wear my mask. So Bruins, that should be good for all you sticky puck fans. Yep. They uh, currently have one of the better odds to win, to come out of the uh, – I think they have the best odds to come out of the East. Um, they're um, – I think they're two – no, they're 175. They're – fuck, what is the number? Minus 175? Yeah, minus 175, the favorites um, to win this series. So that's a relatively big number. I think that means like they're – I don't know what that means. I don't know how the betting odds work. I just know it means they're favored by like, not a crazy amount, but pretty good like a pretty yeah. good odds. Um, I think a lot of what I've been seeing on Twitter and online is that uh, Islanders fans are sort of shaking in their boots. Uh, rightfully so. The bees have been buzzing. Um Hopefully they get off to a nice, a good start this uh, tonight. The goalie play has been great. Um, Tuca's been standing on his head. It's been fun to watch. I don't. Does uh, that mean he's doing good when you're standing on your head? Yeah, it just means he's out there stopping everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Sox have been playing in the rain for the most part. It's gonna rain until Tuesday here in Mass. Yeah, it's so it's shitty. I mean, it's up here too, dude. It's like the forecast is all rain for more of the weekend, which is sick. Yeah, like three days off, and it's, it was drizzling today when I went golfing. I'll probably try and go tomorrow. It'll probably be raining, and then probably Monday I'll be raining again. So, yep. Yeah. Almost almost the summer though, getting my dog next week. So that should be fun. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe he'll make a guest appearance. Nice. Yeah. 
I'm uh, starting summer league ball on Tuesday. Uh, we open up opening day starter right here. Not to brag. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, got my I got my hat here. Go Storm. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Ready to go. I threw live. I threw live against uh, against like live hitters for the first time last week. Felt really good. Since August, first time since August. Um, what was I gonna say to you? So, when's your game next week? Saturday, Tuesday, Tuesday at six. So I play like Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Saturday, something like that next week. Okay, yeah, we can figure out. But once the once the season's over, obviously we can uh, we can uh, just record kind of whenever yeah. it works best for us, and just still release on Sundays. And we will um. We will put up on the Instagram page some things that we'll put up some polls to see what you guys would like to talk about in the off season. We're uh, not to say that uh, this series is over, but just to get we, should, we just want to be prepared. Yeah, we yeah, just, just I mean, obviously, ready. obviously, no matter what, we're gonna be seeing. We're gonna be talking about games next weekend or next. Yeah, next weekend because we're still got at least minimum two games left. So. Yeah. Either way, we're talking about games just going forward. Well, whenever whenever the season does end, we just want to give you guys a heads up. Absolutely. Anything else, Maddie? No, I'm all set, dude. I'm gonna enjoy my buffalo mac and cheese. <sighs> what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Hey, we'll do the. Did I do the chain yet? I only have done the chain yet. I might do the chain by Fleetwood. Fleetwood? Okay. Shit bags. Yeah, it does. Okay, well, I'll see you around, buddy. All right, that is uh, Made Me Celtic signing off. Have a good night.